0: Hey, Batimbra listeners, it's Giselle. It's been a while, I know. I owe you guys an apology for anyone who um, was following or is following our feed uh, right now. I know that, you know, we had explained like we were trying out some different things and figuring out the best style of podcast recordings. Um, but in the middle of that, life kept going. And, you know, I definitely do have. A day job and I was making some life-changing decisions which I'll get into in a little bit um, and so yeah I think the original hope was for the new year 2018 to just give you lots and lots of content but you know that's just not the way the stars aligned um, and it gave me an opportunity to reevaluate my perspective on the podcast and the purpose of the podcast and the things that motivate me. Um, And so without further ado, let me clarify those things. So first and foremost, one thing to note, it's just me today. I don't have my beautiful cousin and co-host Eileen with me here. And that's because I am not in New York. I am now in North Carolina. I will say I'm currently dwelling in North Carolina. That's the most that I'll say about that. And um, although, you know, I will be uh, traveling back into New York, et cetera, for um, work and other reasons, I'm sure, uh, I'm definitely appreciating the break and the change of pace that North Carolina has to offer, specifically Charlotte. So yeah, um, I'm in Charlotte now i think the last time i recorded may have been like six months ago or something like that i can't believe how quickly time goes and you know i know i have supporters who really have a stronger understanding of like the the whole underlying purpose of this this podcast um and they're wondering what i'm doing because consistency is not here um and i think just to address that firstly uh I've taken a step back to look at my level of devotion towards things um, that motivate me and things that uh, really give value back to specifically the minority and underserved community and I've been fortunate enough to in my professional life do the things that motivate me there and uh, create a professional lifestyle that You know, I think most people aspire to, although I have to admit it wasn't all planned out that way, Um, but it doesn't surprise me, and this may sound conceited or cocky, that I've progressed, you know, professionally to this path just because of the way that I am, um, the, the people that I come from, my mother and my father, who are ambitious in their own unique ways and curious in their own ways and incredibly intelligent in their own ways but you know in terms of the things that motivate me and the reason that I even launched this podcast I really started to look at how much it was how much certain things were taking away from me and I and you know I realized I can't give quality if I get overly concerned and focused on the exterior things, you know, the the packaging of things, which we all have a tendency to do in so many different aspects of our lives. Um, and so as my professional life was really coming to a place where I had created a reality that allowed me to take more control over my personal life, Um I knew that I had to make some decisions about how much time I wanted to devote, maybe at this particular period in my life or maybe forever going forward, to what I consider this nonprofit effort of sharing, um, you know, wisdoms and and stories and um, guidance and perspective to uh, sharing that with underserved um, people and uh, underserved communities in general to try and help them progress because um, that was something that I was very motivated to do based on personal experiences and, and, you know, a bunch of things happening um, within my family during, you know, my 20s, I'd say. Um, Just to remind everybody, I am a Dominicana Latina. And and I was extremely passionate about it all, um, you know, since my early 20s. And I'm in my early 30s now. And... It's not that I've lost uh, motivation for it, but I've learned so much about people in general that it's put me in a position where I think I need to reevaluate how much I'm giving um, and what I'm losing as a result. Not giving and expecting returns, and I think that's where a lot of people misunderstand me. Um, Because I never expected any returns from this effort. Uh, I just wanted to simply give. But when you give, there's a cost. Um, And for me, the cost was essentially having a balance between my professional life, my passions life, meaning, you know, this nonprofit effort, and then my personal life. And so I didn't have a balance at all. And I didn't have much of a personal life, which, um, for me, didn't bother me because I was so enthralled in the cause that I never really noticed much. Um, and my priorities are still different, you know, from most people, but also the way that I see things in terms of a personal life. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely see things differently. I think than most people do Um, in terms of relationships and romantic partners and things like that. And we've, I've talked about that in previous podcasts. Um, but I did want more for myself. So that said, these last six months, I've really just been thinking about what do I do with this podcast and should I keep going? And is anybody listening? I mean, I know people actually are listening and interestingly enough, the podcast trend numbers continued to climb even though we weren't posting anything and so I said you know I put the effort in and putting this all together you know so I think I at least if anything should give this one episode to clarify where my thoughts are um and whatever happens after this episode is um it is what it is so just going back to i think this idea of consistency and you know what the my supporters and my in my friends and family circle um see and you know maybe what they're thinking and how they think that i should be handling things versus not i think you know the first thing i need to clarify is that like there i never wanted anything back um and i never wanted to be like you know a social influencer and i have no interest in leaving significant legend um in this world i have interest in contributing to a change and an improvement for our society underserved and overall and then you know i go about my own way but those are that's because of my spiritual views and um things like that it's not important to me to be known um and so that did kind of conflict a little bit with you know even the way that um i think people assume that I should plan for getting the podcast out there and things like that. It wasn't any sense of urgency for me because again, this was a project of from love and not, um, not monetary gains. Uh, I do pretty well, uh, professionally that, you know, this is something that I can just give back in that way. And so I, and I, I just couldn't feel motivated to you know, do all of the social media stuff, constantly be posting on Instagram, constantly be releasing podcasts, which, by the way, I edit myself and take quite a bit of time. And so what I do in the in, in during the day and balancing um, that work itself is a lot. Um, and that's where it kind of starts to take away from just being able to live and have a good life. Um, so, uh, yeah, it. it it's a lot and it it just wasn't motivating for me because it's like this idea of being an influencer and and you know having that social media presence or social presence in general and everybody knowing you you know the more that i started to think about it i knew i was hesitant towards it, it i had a very i was very resistant towards it um and you know i had to ask myself why it's, it's not because i'm shy or whatever it is, or lazy to do the work. I think it's just, I don't think that that's the plan for me. Um, you know, I think that the, the perspective I'm taking on this is I'm going to put the information out there and, and you will have a choice, you know, on what you want to do with it. And I think it's, I'm going to call that the ape shit approach. Uh, Beyonce and, and Jay-Z recently released an album and they're, Um, single from the song is Ape Shit and it's basically like we made it and we don't really give a fuck and we never really gave a fuck you know about numbers and this and that and maybe you know looking at their lyrics I'm like that may have something to do with all this success because when you're just doing what you love and doing it to give um, it's like so much comes back to you. I think that's what helped me in my professional um, career because I just genuinely a service oriented person wanted to help but i was also very curious analytical and so when you put those qualities together voila you get something um that's very profitable in a day and age where technology is really important and so you know things just fell into place with that and i'm fortunate enough to work from home i'm self-employed for two years gainfully so and um yeah i have i'm really blessed but at the same time it all makes very logical sense for me and it wasn't something I was never competing with any anyone to take their position I was never interested in being promoted to a manager or this and that when I started or when I when my business was created it was truly a matter of logistics and um, and pros and cons with you know being an independent contractor versus having your own company and from that you know in some cases clients needed more and so I was I would recruit other contractors and then I was paying you know out contractors under my own business and a business was born and and so it goes on that way very fluidly um you know but uh yeah I have my own business and I'm self-employed and I'm not in the red and so it's pretty crazy because it wasn't planned that way but my point is is that it, i was never worried about what the other person was doing or how i look, how i line, how i stood up or stacked up next to someone else i was f- purely focused on you know longer term goals which included you know t- making sure that my family was taken care of and the, that wasn't necessarily my role but you know in my household it was my mom raised my sister and i and so i think i took on a more masculine role naturally and so For years, I was just focused on making sure that um, there was a structure to the family unit, a financial structure that would position each of us um, to live comfortably. Um, Specifically, first and foremost, my mother, who, you know, when she retires, I wanted to see her have a great retirement and never have to um, work harder than she wanted to. But, you know, at a certain point, I kind of realized that even with that, I was giving up too much of life for myself. And I'm fortunate, you know, I'm I'm happy that she has someone in her life right now taking good care of her. And, um, yeah, and, 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 as, as those, as life changed for, for, for her and for my family, my, my perspective kind of changed. And I realized that, you know, I just wanted to give more to myself, um, at this stage and, um, nonetheless, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm always still organizing, structuring, planning um, for a comfortable um, time for 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 my immediate family members, and you know that's just the way that I am. Um, but that said, it was never I've never been competing with anybody, and I think that's why I do well. Um, and so, with respect to the podcast, there was actually an underlying effort that existed way before the podcast ever did as a nonprofit originally established with a mission of financial literacy, um, intended to be merged with, a for-profit entity that, you know, my mother had established a long time ago within the Hispanic community. And, um, even that, you know, I said, kind of said like, is this really it? Because the more that I tried to get the message of financial literacy out to folks in the underserved community, the more I realize that like the issues go so much deeper than financial literacy. And, you know, it's almost like an in one ear out the other in terms of the energy that I put into it, because people it's, it's not, even if they, they know how to access information on how to do better with their finances. And even if they know something more than they knew yesterday about their, how to maintain a good credit score or get out of debt, it's the mentality, it's the mindset that's going to predict or determine the outcome. And I'm realizing that a lot of people in the underserved community, and not just underserved, you know, anyone who's who's less than, you know, middle income or um, in the lower income class in America, you know, it, a lot of it has to do with lack of privilege being there from the beginning, so they were at a disadvantage to start, but then it's also this... They, people kind of live in this mindset of limits. And I kind of live in a mindset that is limitless. And I attribute that to my mother, but it makes a world of difference. I see the world very differently, I learned, than a lot of people. And I think for the, from my perspective, people are comfortable with fear and worry. And people don't like to step out of their comfort zones. So even when they're presented with new information that could give them new options, um, their fear and worry will hold them back because that's their comfort zone. And that limited, that place of limits and no, it doesn't work that way because life just isn't that way. And that can't be and everything that everyone said to me um, as I was going through the corporate world and making my way out of it to create this life where I could work from home. They said, no, you know, life just doesn't work that way. And I kept saying, well, no, I think it can. And based on my research, it's looking like it's more possible. And, you know, I kept feeding myself information that said, yes, it is possible. And finding people that were living that way and saying they can do it, then I can. And and focusing on creating the lifestyle that I wanted, and then I got it. And I think that's the ultimate difference is that a lot of people, when they're told Um, no life is just that way. Or even when they see an opportunity, they, they don't want to do what's hard or at that moment because it's something new that they have to learn, or it's some sacrifice that they may have to make for three, six months, a year, whatever it is. They don't want to do it because it's not comfortable and people get very comfortable, um, very quickly, even if it's in a shitty place in life, they would rather be in a shitty place in life because that's where they've been all their lives then step out of their comfort zone for even a minute or for even, you know, a month or for even three months to see the world differently and to try something differently than how they've been doing it because it's uncomfortable. And I said, how can I, how can I even begin to impact the underserved community in that particular area that's so deep that it's like, it takes like one-on-one counseling per person and months, and y- if not years, and then you're still competing with all of their external influences. That if even if you have a good impact on them in that moment, when they walk away from you, you know they fall into a crowd that just works a nine to five, goes to drink alcohol, to uh, you know, after after their work they they party like animals because they they hate their reality and they don't want to be sober in it. At least work keeps them distracted. When they have no distractions, they don't want to be in their reality so everybody turns to alcohol or something else and they just, you know, stay in this cycle. And for me, I've always been very aware of that cycle and so, like, even socializing was hard for me um, within friends and family that I grew up with because it's so cyclical, so uninspiring, um, so redundant. And so, so, um, taking your time on earth for granted, which is something that I will never do. Um, that, you know, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I think New York specifically for me, what I saw was it was literally like, it was like a Beyonce line working nine to five, just to stay alive, just to stay alive. And just to say, just to show, you know, certain things, but like actually having the ability to freely enjoy your time and, and the fruits of your labor, I didn't see that too often. And so it was a discouraging place for me. And I don't know, North Carolina, where I'm currently staying, just meeting people, learning about the culture is definitely more laid back and I mean, they have their issues too. I'm sure in terms of um, rent rental rates, because a growing Charlotte is a growing um, city, and you know they'll have the same issues that New York has. But it just seems like the energy is a little different here, and there's more room to breathe and just relax and enjoy. And so I'm enjoying that, um, but then I'm thinking about all of these things with you know what should I do next with this nonprofit mission, and and so I don't have the answer yet. Um, but it's been on my mind and I don't want suggestions because I've been getting suggestions from people for years. And, you know, unfortunately it's always the people who are the most fearful and the, the ones who never want to leave their comfort zone that have all of these opinions. And oftentimes their opinions are influenced by their limited perspective and, and their fear full Uh, a perspective that is full of fear. And so the the advice that they're giving you, you know, it comes from a place of really just ignorance or following what, you know, suggesting that you just follow what everyone else does and um, this is how it should be. And, you know, they never really kind of stop to ask, well, like what is it that you really want out of this? You know, everybody wants their hand in it. And so they, they kind of just, I mean, there's so much to go that goes into it, but no, I don't want any suggestions. I don't want any. I know what I need to do, and right now, what I need to do with this is think. Um, and I know some people are saying, "Don't think think so much; just do." And it's like, yeah, you don't know what I've been doing for like the last ten years with this and actually doing. Um, you don't know what's been going on behind the scenes. And so, um, for anyone who's thinking that, um, I know this this can even come off combative. I'm not really concerned about sounding polite um, at the moment because this is something that's mine because it's my energy and it's my time. And so I'm going to decide exactly what my next steps are going to be. Um, and it's not something, again, that I'm looking to gain. And, and yet my my current perspective is I'm putting stuff out there at my own pace in the way that makes sense for me. And I want to live a fulfilled life, but I'm not giving... I'm not giving this smile and i'm comfortable with that you know i know there's a lot of people who dedicate their entire lives to a cause and that's not me and that's i'm okay with that i'm comfortable with that um and so yeah i think i still enjoy helping people you know one-on-one um i get very passionate whenever, when everyone whenever someone talk to me about their job or their, you know, what they want to do with their life, because like, I just feel like I can just, I can show them, I can show them their options. Um, and I'm good at that, but I'm not giving everyone all of my time, um, because I deserve my time as well. And so, um, that's where we are. Uh, and I don't know if any of this will matter to anyone, but I think it's worth clarifying enough. I mean, there's a million reasons why I took space and stepped out of New York, um, and it, there's it's it's more than what you're hearing now. I think, you know, on that note, the advice that I can give is always try and catch yourself before you assume. A lot of people assume that everything they're hearing in a moment or everything they're seeing in a moment is all there is to that moment, but oftentimes, most of the time actually, there's... million factors that led up to that moment that you're not aware of. And so one of the lines that I can offer from my professional world is based on the information you have provided me, these are the next steps that you should take. Uh, I learned that when I used to work at an investment banking call center, because it was a, um, it was a statement that, limited liability on my side, right? Because if I say, based on what you provided me, this is the answer that I can give you. Um, It means that I have to assume that what you're telling me is everything um, that there is to know, but there may be other things that you've omitted from our conversation. And so um, if there is something else, then the information that I have for you today may not apply. And so I think for me, that was big. That one line meant so much and I want to give it to you guys um, because I'm, I'm so exhausted with all of the assumptions made around um, what I'm doing, you know, for this cause, what I'm doing professionally, what I do with my personal life. It's exhausting to see um, people just constantly making assumptions, but it seems like people are just not aware that they're even assuming. And so just... I want to offer you that before you offer out an opinion on something or make a judgment on something, um, just be aware that again, that moment may not be everything that led up to that. There, there's more to that moment than what is meeting the eye always. Um, and so just keep, keep that in mind and take that with you wherever you go. And especially when you're meeting new people, you know, whoever they are, however they annoy you, they annoy you or um, bring you joy. There's more to them in that moment than you will ever know. Um, and so taking time, being patient to understand things and moments and people is, is worth, um, is often worth the outcome because you, you learn things when you, Stop to understand uh, before you pass judgment or offer, for lack of a better word, ignorant opinions. Um, So yeah, that's a bad Embra statement right there. And um, I think I'm going to leave you guys with that. And I don't know, if I'm feeling inspired later this week, or if I get around to editing this episode soon enough, and I've got some time um, down the line, I'll explain, you know, the whole bad Embra name. Um, bad Embra, bad, obviously English. Embra is Spanish for female. Um, It wasn't me calling myself a bad Embra, but I'm sure many people assumed that. I think it was, there were various things that maybe I'll clarify down the line or, you know, maybe you'll take, you'll hear what I just said and you'll start to think about what that name might mean um, instead of assuming, you know, just that I'm declaring, I'm just some cocky girl declaring myself a badass bitch or something like that, because there's way more to that name, and even the logo, than not, just take a very close look at that logo, um, but yeah, that's what I got for you guys, so, I'm back, but maybe not, I don't know, it is what it is, have a good night guys, bye bye.